everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick, the Bishop of the Burn, and with me, as always... Gator. And with us, we also have... A special guest. special guest. Yes. I'm we not ha- special. Oh, <laughs> yes, you are. Anybody that knows you thinks that. Why, thank you. Jody Resch from The Hill Cigar here in St. Louis, Missouri. Yes, we have Jody. And Jody is here to talk about another subject that Jeff and I are not super familiar with. I'm a little bit. I've, I've, I'll go ahead and say it. I've had a pipe. We're getting into pipe tobacco today. We are. I've had a pipe off and on uh, pretty much my entire life, but I know nothing about it. So we figured we would ask the resident pipe expert here at the Hill Cigar Company yeah, all yes. about that. Technically, my title is Pipe Maven. Here. Oh. Or at least that's what's on my business card. Okay. But well, we have the Pipe Maven. Yes. Yes, I've smoked a pipe for... You fit in well with the Bishop and Gator, then. That's right. That's right. We have titles. My yes. Guys. <laughs> Everyone here has a title. Yeah, I've smoked a pipe for um, over 20 years, about as long as I have cigars, um, pretty close to the same amount of time. And, well, heck, uh, you're not old. Would you start at 12? You're not very old. Uh, 13. No. Oh, <laughs> no. There you go. Hey, I was so close. No, it's 22. So, um, yeah, I've, so I've, been, I've been doing this for a little while. Okay, um, then. Yeah. And you also know all things cigars here at mm-hmm. the Hill Tobacco Company. So. Yeah. It's true. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. The Hill, when you started here, mm-hmm. they had a pipe selection, correct? We did. We had a small case um, attached to the counter that had, I don't know, maybe two or three lines in it. But we probably didn't have more than 20, 24 pipes in it at the time. And now we have... Um, actually, the pipes have spread out into two cases, large stand-up cases. I was going to say, you have cases. large stand-up yeah, cases now. We do, and the pipe tobacco selection has, well, between the pipes and the pipe tobacco, our sales have increased tenfold and on that line alone. I could yes. believe it. I know mm-hmm. Jess has definitely given you a, all of the credit for expanding that out, you know, bringing in your knowledge base and, and, and everything else to that. Well, I appreciate the credit that she gives me, but I really, she did it just because it's, passion is the nice word for it. It's my geekery. I just get so excited talking about it. And I think that is really what gets people excited about it too. I just force them to listen to me when I'm talking about tobacco and they're like, fine lady, I will buy some of the tobacco and smoke it. And then once they do, they're like, oh, I guess... I guess that lady was a So you're basically telling them to put it in their pipe and smoke it. That's, yeah. 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 Oh, it's dad joke time. (laughs) It is. Well, he is 50. (laughs) Wow. I am. Okay. I mean, we're all about right there. We're right there. (laughs) I'm not. Yeah, he's starting 38 this year, right? Oh, okay. I guess you're not. Sorry. Friday. 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 Happy Black Friday. So I get like... All the deals on my birthday. It's pretty nice. Okay. He gets all the DVDs for like a penny or whatever the deals are. Oh, I'll be hitting Best Buy early that morning. Yeah. See, all these people with their streaming services, they always are like, oh, I can watch whatever I want. Until you can't. (laughs) You know what else? You know what else? I can, though, because I have the DVDs. I'm going to tell you right now. I have purchased movies on iTunes, and I've heard Mm -hmm. that iTunes is actually revoking those purchases. Well, it's all Hmm. about licensing. Yes. And they don't have you, a license when anymore. When you buy a digital copy of something, that's not a forever license. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. So, so if you don't have a, a hard DVD of it. Now, granted, hopefully you can still buy DVD players in a year or two that you can play them on. But as long as you have Stock them, up on good. those on Black Friday. Just stick like four of them in the closet. That's right. Good idea. Yep. Make sure you good don't idea. scratch up those DVDs. Throw yes. them around the house. I know how to clean those. Nick and I used to work at a family video. Oh. Not at the same one at the same time. Not at time. the same one. <laughs> But family video. Family video. We know how to restore a DVD. Family <laughs> video. The video company that caters to everyone in the family, including the crazy, creepy uncle that nobody wants to talk to at Thanksgiving. You never give a tour of that back room. Yeah. When, when give, we were required to give tours oh. of the when, store yeah, when, when somebody came in up, and got a new membership. Mm. You would give them the tour. Like, here's the new release wall. Here's the kids section. Here's this. Here's that. But you always ignore the little saloon doors that lead oh, to those that sal- room. Everybody knows what those saloon doors mean. And that's though. exactly it. Everyone yeah. knows yes. what those that's, are for. You know, my grandfather owned a video store before the chains were really big. Yeah. And it, a tiny town called Sandoval, Illinois. The oh, video yeah. place. I yep. know Sandoval. Yes, you do. But uh, 
It's so funny. If my grandmother was working up there, she would not rent the movies that came from. Oh, like she'd refuse. Yes, well, she awkward. had her standards. <laughs> she had her standards. But you know what's funny is I did not. I was 16, and I'd be like, you know what? I don't actually see the covers of these because yeah. he would have little tags for yeah. them. It was just a few extra dollars that he made because he, you know, had a monopoly on renting those out in town. So times have changed. They have. I. You know, Nick got arrested once. Ticketed. Ticketed. Yep. It was not a, a ticket is an arrest. Let's so, just be honest. So oh, I can't wait to hear this. Belleville mm-hmm. at the time had an ordinance that it was illegal to distribute pornography. Family Video had two locations within Belleville. And mm-hmm. so what would happen is some of the Belleville cops would come into mm-hmm. the store undercover, rent the video, come right back in and ticket the clerk who rented it to him. And then what would happen is we would turn the ticket over to the corporate. Corporate would have the name changed on the ticket in court to throw it underneath their umbrella. And we'd never have to worry about it again. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's what happened to me. But somewhere. Smut peddler. Exactly. Somewhere, somewhere there is a record of that. Of me renting out Booty Duty 6 to an undercover <laughs> officer in Belleville. <laughs> I'll never forget the name of that movie. I, well, I don't know how you could. That's I, a classic. I mean. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It I, wasn't as good as 4, but, you know, they had to keep going with the know. series. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not going to lie. I have tried to buy that DVD online just so I could give it to him as a Christmas present. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that movie's got to be 20 years oh, old no, it, by now. I found a copy of it, but it was like $80 or something yeah. stupid, so <laughs> I don't like it that much. It. Yeah. It's just not worth The joke for, is not worth no, that. No, for a gag gift, it definitely not. No. That's yeah. awesome. Mm. <laughs> so let's good. let's talk pipes for a minute. So mm-hmm. I, I actually just purchased uh, a basket pipe, which mm-hmm. is probably the lower end of the pipes that you have. Mm-hmm. What I didn't tell you when I purchased that is the pipe that I currently have Actually, the uh, what what is this part of the pipe called? That's the bowl. Yes. Yeah. So the the shaft on the bowl yeah. has cracked on my pipe, so I ah. needed a new pipe. Yes, so this was a perfect timing for mm-hmm. me to get this. So do you want to walk me through, and then as as we start smoking, we can talk about the blends that you and I are smoking. Mm-hmm. Nick, on the other hand, wussed out. I I I I did. He did. But but. Through the the expert advice of the folks at the Hill Cigar Company, I found a um, CAO uh, cigar that is made by pipe tobacco with pipe tobacco. Correct? Yes, yes. it has so, a pipe tobacco flavor. So, folks, yes. you're gonna all make fun of me, but I'm smoking the CAO flavors Cherry Bomb. This is the Corona size. This is a five and a quarter by forty two, with a Cameroon wrapper, a Connecticut broadleaf binder, and Dominican filler. There you go. Mm-hmm. So I felt fruity tonight. There you go. So, <laughs> Jody, mm-hmm. explain to me here. What do yes. I need to do? I've already got a little tobacco in the bowl. Mm-hmm. So what? How do I pack it? What do I do? What? How do I do it right? Well, <laughs> that's kind of a loaded question. Everybody kind of has their favorite way of packing. Okay. Their their bowl. So, um, for me. Yes. I, I've I was taught the old school method, the three layer pack. You pack the least amount on the bottom. You okay. want to make sure that it is um, the least amount in that l- first layer. That it's you're going to have a layer to breathe. Okay. And you pack all the way around. Okay. I just take a big pinch of it, shove it in there with my thumb. But Doing my that. hands are small. Doing so. that now. <laughs> yeah. I don't think. Yeah, my thumb will fit. Okay. So it should be kind of firm but springy okay. all the way around. Second layer, you just grab a, another big pinch. Okay. And it should be a little little more solid. Okay. Same concept. And then that last one, you just want to kind of um, fill up the top, but leave a little little room at the top of the bowl because when you light it, it's going to spring up. Okay. No one has ever explained this to me. And, you know, packing the bowl is the most important part of smoking a pipe. Okay. A lot of people think it's just the the whole thing of relighting a pipe and messing with it. Really, if you get it packed right, and and that's just a matter of, of practice. But once you, you get it packed correctly, you really don't have to relight it nearly as often. You don't have to tamp it as often. It, But, again, it's just one of those things that it, it becomes, sorry, oh, becomes muscle memory. <laughs> so how does this look so far? It, it's not a matter of how it looks. It looks great, okay. honestly. Um but go ahead and, and give give it a dry draw. Just just puff on your pipe without it lit. It should feel like you're trying to puff on a cigar. Honestly, like there should be some resistance. A little to resistance, it. yeah. Yeah, Got but that. not too much. Got that. All right. 
So go ahead and light it. Use matches or a soft flame, but don't use a hard flame. Don't use this. No, do not use a torch because that's... Oh, torch. He can't use yeah. a torch anyway because his torch doesn't work. Not that's all right. the time. There we go. Okay. Here, I'm going to show you. Oh. So my, my soft flame's got a trick to it. You push up on this and then like that. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, that's pretty. Safety. So just puff away? Jeff yes. needs safety. Mm-hmm. Puff on it. So your adult supervision does mean adult supervision. Yeah, but you invited me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're really just charring the top of that bowl. This is called the false light. Okay, Meanwhile, so I'm like lighting that? up mm -hmm. my cherry yep, bomb. Just, yep, just light the whole top of it, and when it's glowing, yep, you're good. Now, it's technically not fully lit. Go ahead and tamp the top of it down. Okay, what is this little apparatus? That's a tamper there right you go. there. It just, it's looks like a stick with a flat bottom on it. And there's all kinds of different styles, but they all serve the same purpose. Okay. So like go that? Go ahead and puff on it while you're doing it, too, so it doesn't go completely out. All right, now give it another light. Okay. Because this is what is really connecting that charred tobacco with the fuel. You got it? Push up on that piece. Jeff's having problems with the lighter. I here. know. My lighter is, it takes a little practice. I just filled it, too. There we go. go. Don't set yourself you. on fire. Oh, no. Nick does that here enough for the both of us. Oh. Says the guy who did it last episode. Mm. It's okay. I've set myself on fire plenty of times. I tried to use work. a cedar spill. And oh. the little chunks of cedar just splintered off and just gently fell right into his lap. A half a dozen of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there was a crisis panic moment. It was pretty funny. It looks like your whole bowl is lit now. So give it a few good puffs. Tamp it down a little bit just to make sure nothing falls out of it. I've never done okay. the good. tamping after lit. I've never done that before. You're good. It's, it's just a weird habit of mine. All right. That's it. Boy, that's good tobacco. So, hmm. explain the, and you have a different blend than I have, but explain mm -hmm. the blend that I have, let's start with, which is, I believe, the house blend. You call it the Don, is that correct? Yeah, and really it's just something, it's a really popular blend that a lot of people ask for. It was originally blended by a regular whose name is Don. So That makes sense. It sounds, uh, sounds a lot more ominous than it really is. I uh, figured it was something to do with the mafia here mm -hmm. on the hill. I know, everybody does too. <laughs> so the Don has a lot of vanilla and honey notes with a background of mm. black Cavendish. So it's pretty sweet. But it's got a little extra body from that black Cavendish. Nick's so. going to make fun of me here, but I taste the black Cavendish. I've, mm -hmm. I've smoked enough tobacco. I do a lot of Wilshire, mm -hmm. you know, blends like that. So, well, it's got a good flavor. Yeah. It's now, just nice and smooth. Yeah. Now, you guys had a little issue with blending this, if I'm not too, if I'm not mistaken, recently. So, can you explain that to us? Yeah, it's fairly recent that we've been able to blend tobacco again. Um, so, the FDA, a while back made the decision that um, the shops couldn't make their own personal blends. Um, and it was, it, and if we did something as simple as just dump two different styles of tobacco in the same bag, that was against the rules. They, they considered you a manufacturer. They at that did. Point. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so it was, it was confusing for our customers, you know, we, and then especially to change back. So Well, there for a while, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you would sell two bags mm -hmm. and then they would have to blend it themselves. That's, yeah. it, it, that's exactly right. So, um, so Nick we were pretty is, happy always, when that changed. Nick is always shocked when I do show prep. I am. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> normally he just comes in and shows his ass to the world and we move on. <laughs> so this is interesting. So what, what are the, the two uh, tobaccos that are blended in this? It is a tobacco by Lane that's called 1Q, and then Black Cavendish, BCA, so Black Cavendish American. Mm. Boy, it smells good. Do you smell it? Yeah. Well, it does smell good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing. You know, people kind of will sometimes get turned off by, by a cigar smoke, because it can be a little overbearing. I, the same people will love a cigar, or a uh, pipe tobacco smoke. Mm -hmm. Unless yeah. it's something that I'm smoking, because I smoke really pretty traditional orientals most of the time or sometimes i'll smoke a um virginia flake the virginias people don't mind as much but the really heavy orientals with a lot of latakia people kind of look at me like i set their dog on fire because it's <laughs> really smoky they frown on that it's peaty um and i 
and I've been smoking that stuff pretty much since the beginning too. I really have not enjoyed the aromatic stuff. And part of it is because I tend to smoke my pipe a little bit hot. I'm a really slow cigar smoker and I'm a really fast pipe smoker, Hmm. which is exactly not what you should do at all. You should always take your time (laughs) with both of those. But, and, and I just cannot seem to break the habit no matter how, and I pack pipes for other people all the time. It's not a matter of how I'm packing my pipe. Yeah. I just get so excited, and I kind of get carried away when I'm smoking my pipe, I guess. So, so what are you yeah. smoking today, then? So I'm smoking a really old McClelland um, blend. So McClelland, I'm so sad to say, is out of business. They Ooh. retired, the McClellans, the, oh. the, the folks. So it's not like they passed away, but yeah. I'm happy that they retired. I'm not happy that these blends are no longer being made. This is Bombay Court. Um, It's something that I've been smoking for, I don't know, 10, 15 years, maybe longer. And this tin is from 2009. Wow. So I am 10-year-old tin right there. I am. Yeah, I'm one of those geeks that sellers my tobacco too. So, um, and the purpose of cellaring tobacco is that it, it changes the consistency of it. Um, it ages it in a way that it allows the sugars to age in it, just like you would age your cigars, mm-hmm. you know. But there's just a, a different way of doing it. Like you don't, once the air hits the the tobaccos inside the tin, it really doesn't age after that. So you either have to leave it sealed or you have to put it in a glass jar. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, it was funny because when I first got the pipe, I said, oh, can I borrow some tobacco? And she clutched it to her chest like it was her firstborn. <laughs> and now I understand why, because it's a 10-year-old tin of tobacco. Yeah. Also... And she recommended it, the Don, and I'm loving it. If you want to smell it, it also smells considerably different. Mm. You may it like does. it. It does. But a little bit different and flavor s- profile. And you have a boba to pack in there with it. That is a I little do. different. Yeah. I'm not getting the, like, kind of... It's not sweet. I'm at not all. getting the sweetness. I was going to say no, I this can is, smell the sweetness off. Yeah, of this Jeff's. has got a lot of aromatics to it. You're right. Yeah. And you mentioned a, a term or a type of tobacco that the uh, Orientals have that I didn't understand. It started with an L. You, it's Latakia. What now? What exactly is that? Um, it's. It comes from two different places. Opioid, op- opioids. Is that what it is? I wish. <laughs> I wish. Unfortunately, um, it comes from um, Cyprus or Turkey. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, I guess there is some from Turkey. Um, so Cyprian, Syrian was the big place that it came from, though. Mm. The best, the best Latakia was considered to come from Syria, but um, since they've been torn apart by civil war for the last decade, there's been no Latakia, no mm. tobacco products coming out of that country at all. Yeah. So it's really all come from Cyprus. It has a little bit more of a bite to it. It's not nearly as smooth. It burns a little bit hotter. It's got more of a pepper finish to it. Is, is um, that the the seed they're using? Is it's that the, the soil? The soil, okay. It's it's just the growing conditions. It's uh-huh. like any other tobacco. I mean, every single cigar in our humidor has all come from Cuban seed. Every single leaf of it, and they they've all been smuggled out of Cuba. It's just these different growing regions. While they've all tried. Every company has tried to replicate the same microclimate as Cuba. You're never going to get it exactly. And it's those different circumstances that lead, that lead to these different flavor profiles, whether it's the soil or the aging process. And it's going to be the exact same when it comes to pipe tobacco. You're going to get those subtle differences with these, these different areas. Hmm. So, and, and so even though it's the same style, cured the same way, you know, the same traditional ways, you're going to get those differences when it comes to, to Latakia. They're, the only tobacco I can think of that you're not going to get any difference is Perique because the only place it comes from is St. James Parish in Louisiana. Okay. That is it. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, it, you know, it's funny you say that about the Cuban tobaccos because, you know, I've heard stories that before and during, I guess, the revolution – that people were smuggling them out in their clothes. You know, they would sew them into the seams of their clothes and whatnot mm-hmm. just to get the seeds out of the country mm-hmm. and basically save those varieties and those those brands. Yes. And, you know, it, it's not something, you know, I would necessarily think about that, you know, just growing it in Florida as opposed to Cuba would be would make that much of a difference, but it does. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, the uh, first of all, tobacco seed is about the same size as... You know, like the period on your keyboard. Mm-hmm. It's 
it's microscopic. Oh, not quite microscopic, but it's very tiny. But I mean, if it's like any, lettuce or kale or any other seed like that, it's a yeah, smaller seed. It's yeah, it's very small. Hmm. You know, but getting enough of those to grow a, a substantial crop, it really doesn't take much. But you know, you can't bring agricultural products into our into our country or most others. Yeah. You know, and getting out with that is really dangerous. Hmm. I guess they they really keep a tight rein on that. Yeah, they yeah. really do. You know, but I mean, people—that's their their livelihood i mean some people that's all they've done for generations so you know what else what else are you going to do you're just suddenly going to learn how to be a carpenter yeah like but well that's what padron did (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) well that's one and nick knows this but that's one of my bucket list uh things and i don't have a lot of bucket list things i've done a lot of stuff in my life that i've enjoyed and been proud of but there are not a lot of things that like i want to get done in life Mm -hmm. traveling to cuba is one of those I would love to go take a trip. Have you been down there? I haven't been down there. I mean, there there are a lot of different things I'd like to see. The architecture is one thing yep. that I would really like to see. Um, not just the, you know, the tobacco, but I mean, there's just it's just the snapshot in time. I feel like that we're probably never going to get to see again. You know mm-hmm. that the cars, um, but I don't know. It it's constantly in flux as far as whether Americans are going to be allowed to travel there or come back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it is, it's kind of scary. Yeah. You know, there aren't a lot of places I'm afraid to go. I, it's just the fact that, am I going to be allowed to come home? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's the only thing that I find concerning about it. Well, and the rules were relaxed for a very short period of time. They were. And then we had the, the, basically the attack or whatever happened at the embassy there. And those rules have been, you know, pulled back again. Now, one of the things that Nick and I know, because we've been journalists um, mm-hmm. over the years, there is an exception in the rule. So if we were to travel to Cuba, we legally, prior to the changes that were made recently, mm-hmm. we were able to bring back cigars from Cuba, just like politicians. Because when the politicians wrote the laws back in, what, the 60s, yeah, they basically said, you know, the only people that are going to give us any grief about this if we give ourselves an exemption mm-hmm. are the reporters. So they made an exemption for journalists. <laughs> and, convenient. And, and I've showed right? that law to Nick. No, it's true. Yeah. And so. it's it. no one ever believes me when I say it. It's written into the law exactly that way. Mm. Well, that works out really well, doesn't it? It kind of does. That's yeah. why we got into newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> well, not exclusively, but no, it was for me. It doesn't hurt. Oh, well. Ten years later, he still hasn't gone to Cuba. No, no I'm still... Tr- ten years? Well, ten years of owning your own. Yeah, true. I was going to say, I've, I've been <laughs> lot, doing this... A lot longer than ten years in I've the been industry. doing this since 87, 88. Yeah. It's, wow. Yes, right? I was like five when you got into it. God, I hate you. <laughs> so, I got I to take those jabs when I can. <laughs> I see that. So, Jody, what... It's, what are the what are the top tobaccos that you sell? What do you recommend here the most that you have? In, in addition to the Don, which, by the way, is very flavorful. Well, I'm glad you like it. Um, you know, it kind of depends on what flavor profile you're looking for. Uh, we sell a lot of vanilla black Cavendish. Seems to be kind of a new favorite as far as the sweeter loose tobaccos go. Um, and as far as the non-aromatic stuff, uh, Briar Fox from Cornell and Deal. It has a lot of burley and Virginia's. It has a lot of nicotine. Um, it is a pretty heady smoke. It's really good. It's smooth. And that I think that's another reason it can kind of sneak up on you. Yeah. You know, and as, the difference is as far as tin tobaccos and loose tobaccos, people ask me this a lot. Like, why would I pay this kind of money for a tin? You know, just two ounces of it is $15 or maybe a lot more than that versus seven dollars of loose tobacco um you know some of the tins are going to be rare tobaccos they're going to be made in much smaller batches maybe you're just not going to find it again so you know and then there's also the convenience factor so um i had to relight and i was borrowing a lighter from (laughs) jody as she was talking there so you know tin tobaccos you're also going to find a really different variety of them, too. So small batch makers that just are not going to make five pounds of tobacco at a time. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing. I mean, some people, they just don't make 
large batches of stuff. So that's another reason that the uh, the loose tobacco may be much less expensive than a tin. So you just, you know, it's it's the variety and it's just, and, you know, it may be a much more labor intensive or time intensive blend. You know, yeah. there may be a lot of aging that's involved in it. Why would someone get into cigars um, or, or get into pipes or cigars? Like what, do you have people that cross over or do you have people that are solely into one or the other? Um, you know, there's both. There's definitely both. I know for me, I definitely smoke both and I have for a long time. Um, some people, um, they get into pipes or cigars really to stop smoking cigarettes or and then, and then they just stick with whatever they started. Or some people... Like, especially this time of year, I'll have people come in and they want to try a pipe for the first time. There's just something about this cooler weather that really makes people think about pipes. And I'm not sure what what that sense of nostalgia is. I know for me, I had a lot of relatives that smoked pipes in the house. And I saw them maybe during the holidays more than others. So that, you know, I know I certainly associate the winter holidays with pipe smoking. I and just, I think that I'm not necessarily the only one. I'm in the same boat with my grandfather because mm-hmm. he smoked cigars and smoked pipes. And there are different times when I get a whiff of whatever the tobacco is, you know, pipe or, you know, a cigar. It kind of takes me back to being at grandma and grandpa's house when mm-hmm. I was a kid. So it's, it, there's there's a little bit of that, you know, with the, the smells and, you know, that take you back in time. I absolutely agree. And I know that for most people, the cigars were not really welcome in the house. But the pipes, maybe Grandma didn't mind the pipe every yeah. once in a while. So. Pipe, pipe smoke, though, is, like I said earlier, is not, it, it doesn't offend people the way a cigar smoke will. It definitely doesn't. No, and it's, you know, it's definitely dependent upon the blend. But most of them, and they just, they aren't nearly as clingy as yeah. cigarettes or or cigars, for that matter. I don't know. I just, I don't feel like it hangs out in my clothes the same way. And it certainly doesn't smell as bad. And I, th- I say this as somebody who smokes a lot of cigars. You know, I know what my laundry smells like. I was going to say, <laughs> in all fairness, like, you know, you cigar smoke. You work in a cigar shop. So, I do yeah. work in a cigar shop and yeah. I love it. But I, that doesn't mean I love what my laundry smells like. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's one of those things. Cigar smoke smells all right mm-hmm. when it first is coming out and everything, but Go back to your clothes the next day, yeah, and it's I, it's stale. By the time I get around to my laundry, I, I'm not excited about it anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick and I have had dinner, and I've had a cigar on the way there, and I get there, and he said, you smell like a chimney. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, yeah, dude, like, you smoke as many cigars as I do, mm-hmm. but it's if he hasn't had one, you'll notice it a lot more. Yeah. That's right. If you're not sharing that experience, it's not nearly as great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So I'm over here with my cherry bomb. Yeah, we haven't heard any uh, <laughs> um, any reviews on the cherry bomb you just know, yet. It's uh, it's a thing. <laughs> you're yeah, not, you're Is not it? used to the pipe tobaccos. It's sweet. I mean, that's it's, true. It's not going to taste just like pipe tobacco because no. it's, it has sugar on the tip of the cigar as well. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. Larry didn't tell me Larry that. Larry did not disclose that. He didn't tell me that. Mm-mm, no. I mean, I probably realized that the first time I actually put it to mouth but yeah mm-hmm. but it's uh it's sweet it's i'll say this you know the ash i've been i've been ashing a lot because i've been kind of worried that it's going to fall off um because it's kind of a gentle ash it's and so it's fragile it is yeah. fragile and so mm-hmm. see i would but, think but, you would be in though because you like the uh you know the acids and you like the uh what's the one you always recommend the tobacco special and the fat bottom betty yeah mm-hmm. and those are all I mean, sweet it's not it's not bad it's but well, see i'll tell you i'll say the Fat Bottom Betty has like a, um, maybe a complexity to it that maybe the Cherry Bomb is not giving me. The Cherry Bomb is very straightforward flavor-wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cherry vanilla. Mm-hmm. Kinda, that's it. That's that's pretty much it. Which mm-hmm. a lot of people do like in their pipe tobaccos. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad smoke. It. Yeah. I'm getting, I guess, at the risk of offending, um, maybe CAO, but, or I'm sorry, yeah, CAO. Yeah, CAO. Um, at the risk of offending CAO, it kind of s- seems like one of those ones that you'd buy at the gas station that maybe is a little flavored up. I don't know if it would. I, I don't mean to like diminish it that much, but it just kind of strikes me. It as is something. a mix of short filler and long filler. Yeah. Okay. So it's not. It's not going to be quite the same construction as say the Deadwood, or 
acid and it's not going to burn as long that's yeah. also why the ash isn't quite as strong that's yeah. why it keeps you know crumbling a little bit yeah um but it, that's probably also why it's not nearly as complex either yeah. because you don't have a a full leaf to to burn down it so um, but it's not bad. So, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I'm it's sorry that I'd, it's not quite as uh, well. It's not uh, well. I mean, well, somebody wouldn't for. get a pipe and try it. <clears throat> that is true. No, I didn't want to be a joiner. No, no. I just it, it's the pipe pulpit today. It is, it and is. yet you're smoking a cigar. Well, I had to bring in the cigar portion of it. There you go. You know, Did you? We're bringing. Did, we're yeah. Bri- yeah. That's that's the question. <laughs> Did you? I'm, I'm I'm bridging here. I love the fact that Jody's ripping on you. Oh, I'm used mm-hmm. to the the guests ripping on me with you. <laughs> so, okay, I'm loving the Don. You've got your tobacco there, mm-hmm. and we talked about the other tobaccos. Tell us about kind of the the lines of pipes that you have here, mm. because there are it's quite the selection inside, and and also you know with the tamper and with the diff- you've got a lot of different products that you sell mm-hmm. along with this. Yeah, so. Probably our biggest line right now is Savinelli, and a portion of that's going to be Rossi. You know, just long, long-standing Italian pipes, pipe makers, I should say. Uh, Rossi is just a less expensive line that Savinelli makes. It's the same, um, same brand, same. Um, it is the same quality of briar as the Savinelli line, um, just uh, slightly less expensive stems. So if you're looking for a really nice value pipe and you just want something that's a nice basic black stem, you can get into a Savinelli pipe. And sometimes even the same um, Savinelli styles, but it just has the Rossi name on it. We have Peterson, um, oldest pipe maker in Ireland. Um, Vowen, which is a very solid German brand of pipe that take filters. Um, and, and I've got... and probably had the least expensive line that Vowen has, but I really like their pipes. Um, I've got a few Briar Works, which is out of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, also Scott's Pipe pipes, they're out of Nashville as well. Um, that's a husband and wife team. The husband carves them, the wife stains them. So it's a very small operation. And then um, I think that's it for now. Is you know, and of course, Missouri Meerschaum. You know, you can't have a pipe shop without having corn cob pipes, especially here in Missouri. Yeah. But, but honestly, it's corn from, cob. It's from the button nose collection. <laughs> well, you can say that. No, corn cob pipe and button nose is a blend of tobacco yep. that comes out at Christmas time from Cornell and Deal. I, I, I just hit my microphone you as well. Did. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, but you can laugh all you want about corn cob pipes, but they are great for brand new smokers, for. Also, trying new tobaccos. If you don't want to run the risk of a tobacco ghosting, you know, which means just leaving a flavor casing in your briar, mm. you know, try it out in a you know a ten dollar corn cob, and then you don't you don't have to run that risk. And if you feel like it's gonna mix well with something else that you're already smoking, then you're like, oh, well, this is my my pipe for Englishes. I'm gonna use this now. You can devote that that pipe to that one tobacco some people are very particular about their pipes they smoke like i have a friend like i have this pipe i smoke dunhill navy rolls in it and that is it hmm. i am not that person i'm not that picky <laughs> but some are some are yeah. some people are now, they have there, that kind of standard there was an interesting question that came up inside and i'm going to apologize to you because i actually directed this young man to a different cigar shop okay um but he's what the hell that's okay Yuli's. Yeah. Yeah. You, Yulee's. Yeah. Okay. He's actually from um Oh, well okay. Wisconsin. So it's not mm-hmm. like you're like t- sending He him he was to here buying tobacco, but he was talking about how he's found this antique shop that has all these pipes for sale, these old mm. like antique pipes yeah. for like 8 bucks a piece. He goes, Damn. "Can you restore those?" So, you know, I was talking about Yulee's because mm-hmm. when I was up at Yulee's and did the tour there, mm-hmm. and we talked about them on the podcast, I called them Yules, you know, out yeah. of ignorance, but uh, it's actually Yulee's. And they they have an entire setup in their basement where they buy pipes from antique uh, stores, auctions, estate sales, and restore them and resell those pipes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I kind of hooked him up with that, that he could go there and get his pipe restored. And I don't know, are there any services like that here or in the St. Louis area that you know of? I have the names of a few people. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. And I know that... 
there's a guy in Carbondale, Illinois. He owns Yesteryear Tobacconist. I know that we we know that gentleman. Yeah, Bruce Persbacher. Yep. I know that he used to, but I haven't talked to Bruce in quite a while. But he used to have a ton of amazing estate pipes there, and just did. It was Absol- a rather loud truck that just went. Yeah, uh, right. Mm-hmm. But he did absolutely beautiful work, and I've got some estate pipes that he restored. Actually, some of the first pipes that I bought were estate pipes from him, and just gorgeous like i've got some dunhills that he restored and just he's i mean they're still in great shape but i've, I've bought only cigars because there actually the the pipe that i have that i told you that i'd, I'd eventually and it's a very old pipe but i mm-hmm. had cracked the stem on yeah um that actually came from yesteryear mm-hmm. so okay. yep because i grew up down around carbondale right interesting mm-hmm. is yeah. it are you gonna put the crickets behind that no he put crickets behind me in one of the other at the last episode <laughs> He told some story. You'd be, you know what? You would dead. probably care if you were smoking a pipe instead of that cherry bomb. I probably would. <laughs> wow. That, probably that bus would. went right over you. And mm-hmm. backed up, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. Beep. Beep. It's okay. Crunch. That was Nick. <laughs> <laughs> now, one of the things that I've noticed. Yes. Poor Nick. God love you. It's okay. I'm, I'm staying back on this one. This I is, love ripping this is, on you. No, this mm-hmm. is good. But one of the things I've noticed while sitting here talking and discussing things, I've had to relight a few times. Mm -hmm. And that's a little different than a cigar. Like, you can set a cigar down for a little bit, pick it up, and it'll keep going. Mm -hmm. And it's more of a process with a pipe. It's more more of a ritual kind of thing that I've noticed. And I'll be honest. That's been part of the the thing with me with pipes is it, I mean, and it's going to make me sound super lazy to say this, but it seems like so much work. Mm -mm. No, you're just wrong. I, I will admit that that's probably the case. <laughs> no, I guess it is a little more work. It's, it is. It, it is different. You you have to be a little more thoughtful with it and pay a little more attention. But it's an experience, though. It, it is. It is. And there's. I feel like there's so many more flavor profiles to choose from when it comes to the styles of tobacco. It just depends on what you're looking for, and. Now, to me, that's worth it. I really enjoy the variety. Let me jump in there since you mentioned flavor profiles. Mm-hmm. How are the new FDA regulations that we've talked about on several of our podcasts going to affect the, the pipe tobaccos? Yeah, like when states are talking about banning flavored tobaccos, like I'm assuming they're talking a lot of times they talk cigars, they talk, you know, cigarettes, they talk vapes and everything else. I assume this will also negatively impact pipes. We don't know yet. Okay. I don't actually know the answer to that question. And it's it's something new all the time. And yeah. then sometimes there's a retraction all of the time. So, um, I mean, honestly, I just hope for the best all the time. And that may seem needlessly optimistic, but uh, these rules just keep changing on us. So I don't think there's any reason for us to shut down the pipe cabinets just yet. Good. Good deal. Mm-hmm. So, so, Nick, you're down to your uh, last half, almost a third of your cigar there. Mm-hmm. What are you getting? I, it, same. Same. <laughs> cherry, cherry and vanilla? Cherry and vanilla. And chicklets, it's, chicklets and cantaloupe. Chicklets and cantaloupe, yeah. No, it's it's <laughs> it's pretty one note throughout. So, um, Tussin and tobacco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's not bad. I don't want to say that it's horrible or anything like that, but it's it's not... It's no. pretty far off of my normal section of, of radar here. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm on the other end of the spectrum on this Now, one. I will say, I was just talking about how I've had to relight a couple of times. I was almost out, and it's almost like it hit a different level. And, I am I mean, smoke is just rolling on this now, and mm-hmm. I did not have to relight it this time. Yeah. So was that like a breakthrough in one of the levels that I created? Just, no, you just had it packed just right, that it just relit itself. Did you retamp it or anything? No. I have not, but it's okay. it's rolling well, really got well it, now. Yeah, you've got it packed just right then. I had a good teacher. Aww. You've clearly done this once or twice before. <laughs> but but never never I've I've never used a tamper. I've never oh. you know, it, it's it's a very involved process and I've been on the periphery of that. I mean I've seen people smoke a pipe, I've mm-hmm. smoked a pipe. I don't know what I'm doing. That I, I can say that most things in my life. I was going to say, that applies to most things in his life. It does. It, so. sad, it sadly does. <sighs> so, Jody, let's let's move on to cigars for a moment. So you you obviously know your, your pipes, but mm. also 
very knowledgeable about what's in the humidor at the hill here. So yes, what what's I hitting you? Me. What's hitting you on the cigar side here lately? Hmm. Let's see. What have I been smoking a lot of lately? Um, Toscano. Not as much lately. You know what? I've actually been smoking Toscano lately. I got some of the ones that have that anise flavor to them, and I've really been enjoying that that fire cured tobacco for some reason. I don't I know why. I do not like black licorice, no. so I can't. I do. I love it. I I'm can't with her be a part of one. it. I can't be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Although I have no problem with those cigars. I like the chocolate ones. Mm-hmm. Guilty pleasure, right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact they don't fall apart on you when you're out walking around, walking the dog in the rain. Well, that and I can leave them in my Jeep for three years, pull one out, and still smoke That's it. That's right. They're perfectly fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. hmm. Nope. I, God, I feel like I've had some stuff lately that's been really good. I mean, I always like Carrillo's, um, the Alenco's blend, the Octomayor. Um, I know. Like, I have so many different cigars on my mind right now. I, it's hard for me to narrow them down. That's the problem. Um, Azabache from CLE. Really like that. Never and, had that. Oh. Gotta try it. Yeah, it's really good. It's got a little bit of pepper, some cocoa, and and coffee notes to it. It's mm-hmm. nice and complex. And I would strong. like I would like the coffee. Yeah, it's it's really good. The um the Biejos are in from Fuente. The triple eight size is my favorite. And we've we only got one box this shipment. So I don't know if I'm going to get any of them. But I would really like to kind of grab one of those <laughs> and see if I can scrape together enough pennies to justify that. But uh, those are pretty good. Have you had one of those, Nick? I haven't. I don't. I don't. That's not familiar with what you're talking about. Yeah. It's, it's nice and full. Oh, they're, they're very good. But. Only if you like things that are. I'm more the 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 mild to medium smoker. Mm -hmm. Nick's more to the uh, medium to bold. Then you would like that, Nick. But they're running a little high. Mm -mm. No, they're they're really not bad. I mean, they run anywhere from thirteen to. Oh, that's not so bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Even for something that's relatively rare, they're not terribly expensive. Just hard to find. Yeah, I mean they're not they're not released all the time. Mm. They come out once, maybe twice a year. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what is the reason for that? Why Why is the manufacturer... Is it just to create a buzz? Because the tobacco's not available all the time. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, because it takes so much time to age it. Yeah. Mm. Now, Nick is familiar with that because he actually went to one of the barn smokers and got tours mm. of the barns mm-hmm. and the aging process, and I'm not as familiar with that. Mm. You want to jump in there, Nick? I, mm-hmm. I mean... You spent you spent the whole time in with the DJ, mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't you? It was air conditioned in that tent. No, I mean, yeah. I, cats and boots and cats and boots well, I mean, and that was the the Drew Estate thing down in Kentucky. <laughs> I mean, you know, we talked about just the growing and the the fire curing and everything like that. I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily the same concept here. I find it very div- or very odd that they had that juxtaposed to the rave tent going on at the same time. It's a very interesting. It's true estate. It's true estate. Yeah. Yeah. Everything needs a rave tent. That, that's that. She's nailing it. I mean, yeah. it's I'm Drew surprised est- that we don't have to have oh, yeah. one next to our Drew Estate shelf. We could do. You that. You probably need yeah. a couple more rows on the shelf, and mm. then that's when the clause kicks in on the contract. Yeah, you're just, you're just not buying enough Drew Estate at this mm. point to have to point. have to have the rave tent. Mm-hmm. You have Although like, we I, do have the water tower, a little searchlights yes, go. You do have the water tower. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. true. Now, Those if you get too much, cool. if you get too much, that's when you have to swap out your glasses for like specialized goggles, <laughs> and all wear track suits. <laughs> Dirty Fabian is no longer with Drew Estate. I'm mm. sure he turned in his tracksuit. Somebody else is going to be wearing That's it. That's true. So. It probably still smells like him. <laughs> Dirty. Fabian. <laughs> we, we have been ripping you know, on those goggles and his tracksuit. I'll tell you. Ever since he went to the Barnstorm. I like some of the Drew Estate product. I can respect you know the guys that have put in the time and effort and energy into building this brand. But man, it's just kind of goofy in my opinion. I, I really like a lot of the Drew Estate stuff. Do not misunderstand. Hey, me. I, like, I, I like smoking it. Yeah. So hey, the other cigar. But I understand that this is all sales. Oh, I, I yeah. mean, I I totally get that Drew Estate I mean, or just Jonathan Drew himself is just a really. He's a showman. Yeah, he, but Jonathan, he. I say that like we're 
like we're pals, right? <laughs> no, I mean it's it's sales, and he's he's built a brand around this persona. Yeah, and it's not like I just I don't need that. You know, I'm I'm good without that. Like, just make these really good cigars, and but, you don't. And I would really rather know the guy that has that really amazing art collection versus the douchebag that he pretends to be in public. <laughs> so you're saying he's not really? I I don't want to believe that he is this person all the time. I yeah. just don't. It would be exhausting to but be I will, that person. But I will I will admit, and Nick Nick found this to be true when he met him and was down at the barn smoker. He's a cult of personality. Mm-hmm. He oh, totally. People, oh my people God! Are, no. are, he's a magnet. Yeah. Oh, when truly. I went when yeah. I went to that barn smoker, I mean, it was he had straight up. Drew Estate groupies mm-hmm. there that, oh my God, yes. that recognized everybody. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they saw him and they're like, oh my gosh, there's Drew. And oh my gosh, there's Fabian. And there's this and there's that. And, and I don't know who these people, I mean, you know, I've heard of them. Yeah. But for me to walk you, up and bump into them, I'm not going to know, oh, hey, that was Fabian or that was, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. It was, it was interesting to, to see. Yeah. Now, I would it's be remiss if we at least don't mention... Corey Frisbee at some point. Do you have any good Corey stories for us? What? How come he comes right on the heels of talking what? about Drew Estates and the... <laughs> yeah. The, I'm, I'm trying to that, reroute. Trying to reroute. Yeah, but that that was a hard left there, man. <laughs> there was... I you mean... Me to, you want me to do that again? People are flying around the car just <laughs> going out the windows on that oh turn. Oh, my God. That was bizarre. <laughs> But okay, mm. we'll run well, with Corey, this. Corey so, also is a very distinct personality in the cigar industry. He is. He's a very distinct yeah, personality. Yeah, about 180 degrees from Drew, uh, Jonathan mm-hmm. Drew, but you know. Um. Corey is a very good salesperson as well. He is, he, he can really read people's personality. Oh, yeah. He's very intelligent and he is very good at pretending to not be around people that may be intimidated by him. Hmm. That's interesting to know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I will say this. He also is the kind of personality that... But very likable. You know... Oh, will, absolutely. Uh, will, ...will not back down from the ignorance, mm-hmm. which is why I'm desperately trying to get the two of them together. <laughs> because Corey and I have had talks about how we need to... Uh, see how far Jeff is willing to go with his ignorance because I think Corey can get him to back down. Have you ever seen me hit the wall? I think I can. I I think Corey can force you to the wall. Okay. It's a personal challenge. He he and I have talked. We, we, I'm trying to set this up because I think this could be just like, well, straight up WrestleMania of ignorance here. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this. And Nick knows there have been more than one cigar shop that we've walked into. And we can tell if Corey has his stamp on that cigar shop by the brands that we find in the store. And I believe that. To a person, every time we've said, oh, you must know Corey Frisbee. And they're like, oh, my God, yeah, we know Corey. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then it's a whole, then it's 20 minutes at the register talking about Corey. Am I lying, Nick? Nah, not, not at all. He's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He so. is. So it, anything you would want to leave us with about the Hill or a little bit about the cigar store here? And we talk about it all the time on the podcast. It's our home cigar lounge. We love the place. And you guys have been nice enough to let us come here and broadcast, you know, from, from the facility. So the least we can do. I mean, you guys clean up after yourselves? I mean, what else, well, what I else do. do we need? I mean, Nick's a savage. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> No, I mean, everybody's welcome. Um, you know, it's, it's everybody's home. How, what you know? seating capacity and stuff? Like, how many how many folks can you accommodate comfortably here at the lounge? Mm, about 20 to 25. Yeah. Depends on whether you, everybody wants their feet up or not. Yep. Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. With yeah, the, that's important to know how many people really want to use an ottoman. Yep. Yeah. Well, and yeah. you do private parties and all that we kind of do. stuff. We do, yeah. We do private parties. We prefer not to close down the lounge. So, yeah. you know, if it's a, if you're bringing in a crowd of 10 people, give us a call. You can come hang out with everybody, but just let us know you're coming in. You know, yeah. that's all we really, really want to know. You know, make well, sure we have enough people on staff. One of the things I love about the place is when you have events, you usually have food along with them. We do. You've got coffee, tea, and, mm-hmm. and 
you know, we were here last week and mm-hmm. a gentleman brought in pizza for everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's basically like a clubhouse, mm-hmm. you know, for the people that come here. And I love that atmosphere. And we've gone to other cigar lounges. I'm not going to lie. I don't mean to say we've been stepping out on you or anything like that. But we've gone to them, and it just doesn't have the same feel. Well, every every shop has its own culture. Yeah. It really does. It's not like this is the only shop I've ever been to. And this isn't the only shop I've worked at. You know, this is the second shop I've worked at here in St. Louis. And, uh, you know, I've hung out in a lot of places. But I really, there's only so much that the staff can do to influence the culture in a shop you know a lot of it really does reside in the hands of the people who hang out there but but that's what i really like about the people who are here is that you know the the people who who spend time in our shop they're welcoming yeah. you know they want to make sure that everybody feels welcome and that you know for the most part everybody plays nice and well, that's we, we that's come important in, to me we come in and we'll talk to judges and mm-hmm police retired and and current active duty police here in Mm -hmm. in and around st louis um and then you know you will have some retired guys from mcdonald douglas Mm -hmm. and there are so many stories and so many things you hear and then you have 22 year old kids that are going to school you know going to college here in st louis that come in Mm -hmm. and everybody seems to fit in and you know i've never i've never seen anybody feel excluded here right and and they're talking right next or talking to the construction guys sitting right next to them i mean everybody is nobody feels intimidated by anybody at least i certainly hope they don't i've never seen that here it doesn't seem like it no because everybody's got at least one thing in common when they walk in the door everybody's here to smoke cigars and hang out and nick and i have said before it's the great equalizer it is it should be it it crosses racial boundaries it crosses age boundaries Mm -hmm. socioeconomic boundaries people that like cigars love cigars and it opens you up to meet all of these diverse people Mm -hmm. exactly so okay, so we're gonna go ahead and let Jody get back to work. Yeah, because yes. she's actually working right she, now. She's, Believe she's, it, she's more working. or less. Oh, this, hey, this is you're you're we doing wanna, marketing, and we want to thank Larry <laughs> yes. for covering the, covering oh the counter God. and covering the shop to my allow Jody time to come out. My coworker is the best. Thank you, Larry. You are a godsend. He rocks. <laughs> yes. he, he does. Really does. Yes. But we. It, this has been very, especially for me with the pipe. I mean, Nick's lost. He's a lost ball in tall weeds. But I, on the other hand, have I don't really think lost cause. enjoyed it. I can this. still talk you into it. Okay. I, you you it, got to try I'm a pipe. Sure. It, it's yeah. a whole different experience, and mm-hmm. I think you'll really like it. All right. 20 bucks. Corn cob pipe, an ounce of tobacco, a tamper, and some pipe cleaners will get you started. I'll even pack your first bowl for you if you're intimidated. Oh. There. Yeah, I do this for everybody. Anybody who wants me to, I should say. That's awesome. And then I'll get you going. All right. Well, yeah. we will look into that. That's right. So. You know where I am every Friday I know Friday where you Saturday. are. Exactly. Yeah. Jody, you rock. When you live above the place, for God's sakes, too. Don't tell people that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be banging on the door at night wanting That's cigars. Right. They don't know which apartment, though. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. That's so. Well, thank you so much. Of this course. has been great. Thank yeah, you, Yeah, thanks Jody. a lot, guys. I appreciate we gotta it. We got to do it again. That's the threat. Yep, there you go. <laughs> That's the threat. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, guys. Thank Appreciate you. it. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. So, Nick, I didn't bring this up while, you know, we had Jody in here with us. Uh-huh. You have a black eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You, I had a little you, bit of an accident. Do you want to... Uh, how does the other guy look is what I want to know. Um, the other guy was a toilet seat, so... <laughs> It's looking pretty good. Were you violently throwing up and hit your head on the toilet? No, no. So can you explain to our listeners how you got the black guy? Because I know the story and I love it so much. So I had to replace a toilet seat in my house. And I was on the floor of my bathroom. And there was some stuff in the room. Stuff. Should have been. Probably taken out of the room, but wasn't. And so I was trying to get around to the socket on the bottom bolt of the toilet, underneath the toilet, to get the the seat off. And I was laying on my back, and I had my head kind of, uh, you know, next to the basin, next to the toilet. And then my legs were kind of up and draped over the edge of the tub. All right, so I'm I'm unscrewing the socket, and I had the box with the new toilet seat on the basin above me. Okay. Okay. So my wife comes into the room and bless her heart, she decides that she's going to uh, to help me. 
by unboxing the new toilet seat. And I swear to God, I don't think it was... I, I think she basically reached for it and accidentally pushed it off the edge of the basin, causing the box with the new toilet seat to tumble off. I And I watched it because I was looking straight up as I was on my back, flat on my back, unscrewing the socket. So I watched <laughs> this thing come off the edge, turn in midair to where the edge of the box, which was probably about, I don't know, what would you say that is, about inch and a half two three two, two yeah. inches or so you know wide about a two inch wide edge of this box just comes straight down hurling itself at you proceed to just assault me right in the eye cheek and mouth in the face and it hit my glasses and bent the hell out of those and it hurt like a mother wow. just hurt so bad dude and I said, well, and bless Laura's heart. She was trying to help you. And she was upset. And I said some things that I should not have said. And I apologized. Was there, was there expletives? There was very loud, repeated expletives, along with crying and laughing. It was one of those times where I hurt myself so bad I was laughing about it. <laughs> you ever had that where you like you've hurt yourself yes. so badly you can't help but laugh? The the story I've told yeah. you about me falling out the back of the truck. Yes. Yeah. So so at this point I'm laying flat <laughs> on my back and I mean it's just sheer panic everywhere. And so we did we did end up getting the uh the toilet seat replaced. My cheek since then um yesterday it was more swollen and more red today it is less swollen still very sore and red but today is when the very small bit of black eye has started to develop yeah. on the uh, <clears throat> on my right yeah. eye and uh yeah thankfully it did hit my te- tooth pretty hard and i was worried that i actually had damaged my teeth um, but that I have not experienced any problems. The question, there. the question I have, was it an accident? <laughs> <laughs> or did Laura just see an opportunity to take you out? I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe you may want to document. Oh, there's all pictures. Of the, okay. There, there's yeah. pictures. <laughs> I'm just saying, Laura, I love you. I love you to death, but um, you know, I mean, let's oh, be honest. God, you know. So it could, yeah, it could really go either way. So that that that's what happened to me the other night was yeah. I had a toilet seat replacement related injury. Fair enough. It was it was harsh. <laughs> and what makes it, it was one of those toilet seats where it's got like that third ring that so that like good and heavy. The, it was that second seat that's yes. like smaller that settles into the the main seat because we have a three and a half year old who's potty training. Yep. And so you know I. Don't want him falling in and getting traumatized and being so that extra toilet. little bit of weight. So there was gave... just that extra little yeah. bit of weight in the box that normally would not have been in the box. Along with, I mean, it was just it was a perfect storm. Do you think you got a concussion? Can you get a concussion getting hit in the cheek? I think a I think a head injury can give you a concussion. It depends how bad your brain yeah, got sloshed. But it didn't hit my actual like cranium, like top of my head. It just hit the cheek. Um, it would be more eye. Right. I mean, the brain is behind there. I mean, maybe. I'm just, you know, I'm concerned I don't, about you. I, I haven't, no. Be, because the last thing we want is you laid up where we can't be doing two of these a week. Such a dick. <laughs> and You're such a, sudden, a dick. All of a sudden, it's the Gator Show instead of the Cigar Pulp. Yeah, you've got Jen, though. That's true. That's I've true. I've got Jen on Fridays. I was going to say, so. So speaking of that, to yep. remind everybody about our new segment that we're adding. So, yeah. Uh, every Friday, we're going to have Friday Whiskey with... Uh, Is that Canadian? I, I guess. Okay. It's the Yay Whiskey. Yay. Yeah, but it's, it's uh, we're going to have Curious Jen on to talk about uh, whiskey and spirits and all that. And we have been soliciting whiskey recommendations. Have you gotten any yet? I have gotten quite a few, actually. Wow. Um we have been soliciting um, whiskey recommendations from all of you listeners to tell me what whiskey you think I should start my whiskey journey on. Um, Jen is insisting that I take a whiskey journey and start drinking. And so um, she's she's asking all of you for your recommendations of where do you think I should start? 
And like I said, we've gotten quite a few recommendations, but go on to our Instagram, which would be at the Cigar Pulpit, and our Facebook, our Twitter. Um, we have YouTube available as well. And we also have an email that you can send this stuff to. It's nick at cigarpulpit.com. Send me your whiskey recommendations and any other comments, questions, suggestions, hate mail, whatever. And um, we'll, we'll add those to the list. We would also be remiss if we didn't mention that we will be smoking another cigar from the MyMonthlyCigar.com box. We will be smoking another selection from the uh, November My Monthly Cigars box uh, on Friday's episode. We will then probably move into the December box. Now, technically, if you've been keeping track... We have two cigars left out of the November My Monthly Cigars box, but one of them happens to be the um, Perdomo Champagne the Sun, Sun Grown. Grown. Yep. And so Jeff and I have already smoked the Perdomo Champagne on the show before. And so we were kind of thinking about it and we're like, do we do we do this one? Do we not do this one? And what we've kind of compromised in deciding is that we are going to hold off on that cigar until our new year's episode since it's champagne exactly you know, we're, we're bringing in the new year with some champagne there you go so, and, and maybe champagne as well possibly yeah or, le- or whiskey or whiskey yeah. i mean more likely whiskey probably but so yeah so we're going to be doing that and uh speaking of my monthly cigars we have partnered with my monthly cigars we are doing a care package through them. So if you go on MyMonthlyCigars.com and you sign up for the Robusto box, it's a four-cigar box for $30. It's a subscription box. It'll come to your door every month. If you go and sign up for that, the four cigars in that box, we will be smoking on the show for the month, corresponding month of that box. So Absolutely. like for the December box, throughout December, we'll be smoking those four cigars in four episodes on the show so if you go to mymonthlycigars.com you sign up for that you put in offer code pulpit p-u-l-p-i-t that gets you free shipping on the box or it gets you 20 percent off your purchase in the store because they do have some other items available in the store and, and and at that point what we want to always encourage everybody to do since we are broadcasting here at the hill cigar company is if you find a stick you like go to your brick and mortar and see if they have it if they don't Ask them to get it in if it's a cigar that you really liked and you're going to be smoking, and they can take care of you. We really want to always tell everybody, shop brick and mortar. These guys need your support more more now than ever. They really do. Precisely. It's a good opportunity for you to try some cigars you may not normally try or may not have had the opportunity to try, and now you can try it, see if you like it, and if you do, go to your brick and mortars and tell them about it. And, you know, you know we're here at the Hill right now. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, another cigar store here in St. Louis that we uh, ran into and, you know, bought a few cigars at uh, earlier um, this week. And it's actually the Riverman Cigar Company. It's down on uh, Watson Road in South St. Louis. There's also Stanley's here in town. There's Yulee's that I've been to up That's in, in uh, Milwaukee. It, up in Milwaukee. But people are listening to this all over the country. That's true. But I, did, I, I didn't know why you were like going no, through I'm just, the... I'm, I'm mentioning some of the brick and mortars because I want to show that, you know, I want to show our support for them. I see. And so you've got, you've got Yulee's. And then there's Lit. Up in uh, Milwaukee. The Lit Cigar Lounge out in uh, Chesterfield. Absolutely. That was very nice to invite us out there and, and show the, us around and you've everything. Got, and we mentioned this earlier on the podcast, but you've got the Yesteryear Tobogganist down in uh, tobac- Tobacconist. I was a Tobogganist. Yeah, he joining the Toboggans, yeah. <laughs> he's going <laughs> he's to the Dominican bobsled team, man. A Jamaican <laughs> bobsled team. That's a but the, the Yesteryear to- <laughs> Tobacconist, excuse me. Thanks, Nick, for not giving me a pass on that. Oh, I'm you not know, giving you a pass on that. You go down that. to Paducah, you've got the Cigar Barn. You go out to Kansas City, and you've got... Uh, Diebels. Diebels out there. You've got the Weston Cigar Company. You know, that Corey bases out of up uh, north of Kansas City there. So there are a lot of these really nice brick and mortar stores that can accommodate your needs. Exactly. It's been a sermon. It has been a sermon, which, by the way, if any companies, manufacturers, accessory manufacturers or anybody else is interested in being a part of the sermon, we are looking for sponsorships and we do offer advertising opportunities let me just say this we are filling the pews and we are going to get on board i was going to say the numbers continue to tick upward and we are are offering 
some opportunities for said manufacturers and various other companies to get in on board and promote their items. And we could not be more grateful to our listeners for that. Thank no. you so much. And that's the thing. It, it's been a very humbling ride since the, since the beginning of the show, and it continues to grow and grow and grow. And we appreciate all that, and we are looking for some support in order to be able to continue this ride and keep it going and hopefully expand it out even more. Amen. So, we have some ideas, folks. We do have some ideas. We do have some we ideas. We do have some ideas. <laughs> but we are going to need some support for that. So and we are in looking turn, for sponsors. In turn, we can put you in direct contact with people interested in the product. That's the beauty of, of what we're offering here for, for anyone looking to sponsor or advertise on our product is that, you know, 100% of the people listening to this show yeah. are interested in what you have to offer. So um, it's a good way to hit hit a very interested niche. audience. A very niche a very, audience, yeah. Very interested niche audience. Yep. So Absolutely. Well, it's so been reach a sermon, out. man. It has been, I've loved this. This has been good. Jody was great. Jody I, was she, great. And she we, is good people. We really want to thank Jody, and we really want to thank the Hill Cigar Company for allowing Jody to come on here and, take some time to talk to us about pipe tobacco. It was enlightening to me because like I said, um, it taught it was, me a lot about something. I'm, I have very little knowledge in and me, no knowledge. in. Yeah. so this was good. So this has been another sermon from the cigar pulpit. I'm Nick. That's been Gator and we've had a great evening. Stay smoky, everyone. <laughs>